and welcome to CUSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Cusack. One movie at a time. One holiday at a time with one guest at a time or multiple guests at a time because today we have guests. Uh, hey guys, how are you? They're here, I assure you. Hello. 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 It's not just me and Grace like making voices. It's the people in here, I, I promise. Uh, Risa, hello. Hello, John and Grace. This is not convincing the audience that this is like a real person. They <laughs> think we're still doing voices. Yeah. Hi, Edu. How are you? Hi, Edu. Oh, yes. Hello. Uh, my, name, my name is Edu. There you go. And there we go. There we go. I'm Edu. No, I'm John. <laughs> I'm Grace. I mean, right? <laughs> yes, and these are our friends who have lovingly yeah. come on to the show because they wanted to talk about a very specific movie. What movie is that? Serendipity. I almost said high fidelity, but <laughs> serendipity. This is a Christmas movie. Yes. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite John Cusack rom com movies. There's not many, but this is up there on the list for me. Well, I also was like, oh, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. And then I just remembered it was only christmas in like two weeks and i'm like fuck my life this is our season finale right this is yeah gonna air christmas eve yeah oh, uh very exciting because we get to take a break <laughs> <laughs> we're very lazy it's so hard watching these movies and talking for like two hours every it's, week oh my it's god it's so hard to talk about movies that we want to watch anyway <laughs> I, really i was so I, I was so into Grace's um, 2012, not only because you had to watch or you had to do the recording twice, oh. but <laughs> because you. you were drunk <laughs> as fuck, girl. Dude, at some, at some of these movies, you just need to be. Just, I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this for two hours. See ya. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so down to watch it and yell at it the same way we all yelled at Tenet in the movie theater. <laughs> Grace, if you could make Risa and Edu watch one Cusack movie and then we'll make them come back to talk about it with us, what would you make them watch? Ooh. Oh, that one's a hard one for me. I don't know. I don't know what I think should, should like subject them to. For me, it's either Tape Heads or Map to the Stars. Ooh, Ooh. Tape Heads would be fun. I That'd think Tape Heads funny. would be. Just... Have you seen any of those movies, Edu? No, I, I've seen neither of those. Yeah. All right. Well, you if guys, if you're inclined. Is a... You guys couldn't pick a classic like 16 Candles, you know, a tried and true. Hi, we haven't done that one yet, so we can't yeah. have you on the podcast to do okay. a take two on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. we didn't do take okay. one yet. But also, like... <laughs> What you about guys want to say no? anything? Must love. Well, I don't really like must love dogs. No, no. I, I saw must love dogs. I can't like, do that one because of because of that. Oh, because of your podcast. And they're like, yeah, no, fuck yeah, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Our podcast is actually influencing people. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> really? Oh shit. We have power, Grace. If that's the case, go to our Instagram. There's a link tree. Go to our Teespring and then buy a shirt that says I'm a plant bitch now and or sit better poo gentle. If we have power, let's fucking abuse it. <laughs> I'm telling you, after this podcast, I am buying the sit better poo gentle one. I there you go. Of that. Because I need money to buy Christmas presents for people. <laughs> What yeah, if I send man. that to, you know, someone that I'm, like, talking to? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. 
Well, if you, it that. would be less weird if you bought the I'm a plant bitch now and then tell her, but don't just be like, hello, here's the present. And it's a sweater that says, uh, sit better, poo gentle, because that might send the weird idea, okay. you know, so just tell her about us first and yeah. why those exist. And then it'll be fine. Yeah. Don't just like send it to her and then not say anything. Just be like, you have a present. <laughs> she opens a box. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Oh, better poo gentle. Is this a warning? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to my brother. <laughs> I'm sorry, little bro, for blasting you. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You didn't say his name yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um what are your guys' favorite Cusack movies before we get into this yeah. one that we're gonna talk about today? Uh mine was yeah, like uh, I would say, prop like this one, Serendipity was probably one of my favorites. Like, yeah, it's weird because like I used to really love it, and then I didn't like it, but then I saw it like it's like, oh, I actually like this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this one, and probably yeah, being John Malkovich. Would be okay. Like, is the question like, like which movie is John Cusack the best that you like in, or just the movie, movie overall? Okay. Yeah, whichever one you connect to or appreciate the most for whatever reason. So, um, I really love Serendipity. It's so good. The and plus the the cast and the writing was awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually really like Hot Tub Time Machine. So, <laughs> and oh no no, okay. no 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 wait wait I loved America's Sweethearts like that one is okay. so good. Oh my god, classic. Yes. Yeah. Julia Roberts. It's because uh-huh. of Julia. <laughs> I've only seen that once, and I don't remember it very well. So I'm pretty excited to rewatch that. Oh yes, please do. But you know what? After listening to your podcast, you guys really made um, it's Eight Men Out, right? The baseball one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you made that one sound pretty interesting, and I should probably watch it. Yeah. It's good. I'm I'm not a baseball person. I like baseball movies more than baseball, which. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, audience. Yeah, for and how many baseball, baseball movies have you watched? Two. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I have my list that you should be going through for your extra uh, credit. You still haven't gone that. And uh, John, you probably like it when people talk like this, <laughs> right, John? That's what you expected, right? And- what? Yeah, yeah, they had to talk like gangsters. Yeah, see, <laughs> got to gamble on the game. See. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the, the movies that I was just like, I, if, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have never seen it, but, but, um, yeah, let's not, I don't want this to be like a, a retrospective season one finale look back. Uh, we actually have work to do. And by work, I mean, bullshitting with our friends, getting drunk possibly and talking about serendipity. I almost keep saying hi, Fidelity. <laughs> no, we're not there yet, John. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Cause that's my favorite, but serendipity today, it's a uh-huh. Christmas movie. Um, how should we talk about this, guys? Do you want to just run through the movie, our feelings about destiny first? Uh, I know some people believe in destiny more than others in this room. Uh, so how, how how do you guys want to start this off? Well, I think it's like, okay, what do you like about the movie? Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, well, for me, like I think the one standout thing for me really um, was actually the soundtrack. Like yeah. when, really? when the soundtrack came out, and I, I uh, had like a copy of it, and I was I would listen to it consistently. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, like like a lot of the songs were like really good. 
uh, yeah, and I like a lot of the songs. Like you, I never heard anywhere else. So I'm guessing they were all for the movie. But I don't know. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But yeah, yeah, I really love the soundtrack, and then like the music was also like the score itself was done by Alan Silvestri, who was also the one who made the score for Back to the Future, which Ooh, loops sure. loops into this. He's back to the future, so hooray! No, I think that was one of my favorites of like we watching it this time. I was like, damn, I forgot the music was good. Grace, so what about you? Would you like about this movie or like or didn't like about this movie? Oh man, um, <clears throat> what I loved is uh, it put me in a suspension of disbelief for a minute, honestly. So I watched this movie a long time ago, I think just like Edu, where I was like in between high school and and college, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I believed in, like, love and all that stuff. I mean, I still do, but um, the funny thing is, it's been years since I watched it. This movie came out in 2001. Yeah. So yeah. I was definitely in, like, middle school at that time. Oh, God. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and the oldest bitches in the room stand up. Thank you. Oh <laughs> you said god. middle school. I hate yeah, that. like I was like, oh my god. Grace, at least she didn't say an age. I was eleven. Great. To be fair, to be fair, like you, I feel like you are right in my range. Okay, so you're you're good. But at, yeah, this um, beautiful way of saying I'm stunted, but great. <laughs> <laughs> this movie after so many years of not seeing it it like i was still in shock and in surprise and i was like what the fuck i don't remember this thing happening so it almost felt like i was watching it again for the first time and it just kept me hooked and mm-hmm. i think um as you grow in life you start seeing things in different ways so your um points of views can change you know what i yeah. mean yeah because so, yeah. I think this is very much one of those movies where um, – because they always say like the mood you bring into the theater or when you watch a movie very much affects how you take in the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think this movie is very much uh, a, a good example of that. Like where you are in your life, mm-hmm. it really affects how you see and take this movie <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's very accurate okay. because I remember when I first saw it, I was, uh, I was already in high school and I was just like, oh, shit love i was like that's how it is it 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 sorts itself out i believe and then i saw it a few years later i was like love isn't real fucking oh almost name dropped my ex i was like like, it's not real and then back a few years after that i i saw it again and i was like you know what this 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 movie does have a way of working things out you just gotta be patient you know so i think it very much is that uh uh, it depends on where you watch it, when you watch it, and then it very much affects the mood uh, yeah. or what you take out of it. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, this movie, since because I saw it like between like, like yeah, I was like high school going to college, like mm-hmm. it kind of ruined love for like the longer. <laughs> really? Like, like, like not not ruined love, like ruined relationships for me because like Aww. I was always I was always on this boat of like you know. Th- I'm gonna find the one. She's gonna come to me. That that sort of thing. Yeah. And like at that same time, like you know, like I had uh, met someone who, for the longest time, was like, oh, "Fuck, this girl's the one." And like yeah. this, this was going on for years. And then it's like, nope, 
like I realized like later on, it's like, nope, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, this is a movie. But then like, you know, as a movie itself, it's like I, I actually enjoy the movie. So Yeah. Well, it's like one of those things when you said earlier, it's like you have to have patience with it. So if you keep mm-hmm. trying to rush everything. And I think yeah. that was what was trying to in the movie here. Like there was a lot of things where they were trying to force something to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was just like they would miss each other by inches. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't force things to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. And then just like, it's such a weird thing because you, you, I watched it several times in my life. And then each time I was just like, okay, like each time it feels like a different movie to me in a sense because of how different I, I receive the movie. Where I was just yeah. like, like, it, like, I, 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 watching it now, I'm more invested in, like the waiting aspect aspect because I could, I could totally see you were just like you weren't ready for that particular relationship mm-hmm. yet but much younger me is just like but I want it now <laughs> you know yeah so such a weird question but like imagine your younger selves being with that person and you're just like uh. like older self now is like oh wow please never yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god like uh like when i remember my younger stuff and it's like but it's just funny to imagine like current us watching uh past selves like our past selves just being like this is it guys they're the one mm. destiny and then you're just like no 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 nope nope yeah you want to go back and like slap 20 year old grace every now and then you're like bitch yeah oh my god please move to san francisco faster (laughs) and i I think that's the thing of like you know what do you decide to choose and i think that's what the movie brings up for me is like here are all these choices or here are all these things that could have been i think that i wrote that down it's the um, it's like the missed things or mm-hmm. the things that will never be or the things that were almost like what would you do if you had the situation to have those back again and I, I was mm-hmm. like huh there you know and there are several times I think in all of our lives where we're like oh we could have been something else but because yeah. of one thing right one little decision yeah. or one yeah. missed opportunity yeah oh yeah um, and I wonder if, if that was another thing is like would we could we do these things like, could we just up and go and look for someone we had a, con- a brief connection with, like, seven years ago? Or could we just, you know, up and change careers because something is pulling us in a different direction? Or, you know, like, what are those mm. things that the universe is like, hey, bitch, over here? And you're just yeah. like, okay, sure. I'm I'm willing mm. to not give up, but to put things on pause to pursue this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like... <laughs> Is that something viable? Because, like, that's kind of – I think about that, too. Is like, is that something viable of, like, do those things – does that red string of fate, like, pull us hard enough mm-hmm. that we, we end up going? Yeah, because it's, like, this weird combination for this movie, at least. It's just uh, this weird combination of, like, opportunity and action. And it's funny talking about this, like, with uh, Risa here because, like – I know all of you through Bindle Stiff, through Geek Show, and like through our time at the oh, theater. Yeah, that's right. And right. and Risa actually was the one who pulled me into all of this because she, I used to work at a comic book store in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She walks in at like asking a bunch of comic book questions, and people at the store don't really like. I'm the comic book guy for the store, so they refer her to me. And I'm usually either taking very prolonged lunches, napping in like my closet, or just <laughs> not there so she caught me when i was in the store i was actually willing to have a conversation with someone 
Um, and then Rice started asking me about uh, comic books and questions, and it eventually led to talking about acting and theater. And she's just like, hey, you should come to this thing. We're having a meeting for the show that we're doing, Geek Show. You like geek stuff. You like theater. You should come by. And I was just like, absolutely. And I was just like, in my head, as soon as she left, I was like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know this person. And one of the things that she was asking me, I don't know if you remember this, Risa, but she's just like, I, uh, for, for the show that we did for Geek Show 1, I had this character that I played. It was Hentai Girl. Do you guys have Hentai here? And I was like, there are, there, I was like, there are children here. <laughs> I was like, it's time to go. So I was just like, I, 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 yeah, I was like, uh, uh, no, I was like, if you're very interested, I can refer to you. I can look it up. I can refer you to places that might have hentai. How are you going to go to a like toy store severely downtown when Japantown is like right there and you okay. know it's going to be hentai? Straight up. Straight up. Okay. You know what? what? You're Never. passing there. I always kind of wondered because that was like that's the thing of of that's the myth of you and John is like oh Risa pulled in a complete stranger and now John Whoa. is one of our beloveds. You know, like it's it's the craziest thing. I just got uh either I was going into my audition for Stars or I just came out of it, but I went into the store because I was I was thinking about writing a piece about comic book. Um, stores yeah. and which was a flop and then i yeah. ended up like like meeting this guy he ended up being filipino and honestly he was pretty <laughs> cute so i was like <laughs> I, and then he and then he proceeded to tell me that he acted in like a film he does stand up and i was like oh this guy he might actually have some talent so salesmanship is shit not just some dude in a comic book and all yeah like, some oh. filipino dude in a comic book store hey hey you know we gotta stick together manny pacquiao <laughs> Wait, what? no i don't know why i said that <laughs> anyway yeah that was it he john had a great um great energy around him i enjoyed talking to him he was willing to talk to me about stuff he he got me to buy which was this is what John's talent is. He is really good at getting to getting you to buy stuff. So I ended up buying like three comics that day. It was like some Star Wars comics. There was a Power Rangers one. And I was like, I don't have the money to buy this shit that I'm never going to read. But he's so, he's so amazing. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so that's why you guys should go to the Cusack to the Future website and get that... <laughs> Get better too gentle shirt because I'm gonna get it right after this. There Just it is. John and Grace. Thank you. But yeah, it's it's like that like opportunity and action. So like the universe put me and Risa in the same store at the same time where I was actually in a mood to have a conversation mm. with someone, you know, and like my mindset is just like cool, awesome person to talk to. There's no way in hell I'm going to that theater meeting. <laughs> you know? And then like and I, no, I didn't talk to Risa. Like, we exchanged information, and she was just like, uh, at first, she was just like, just let me know when, like, because she asked for more stuff that we didn't have. And it wasn't Hantai, but she was asking for more Power Ranger stuff, different stuff. And I was like, I'll, I'll email you when it comes in. So I was just like, I'll just email her when it comes in, and I'll just say, I just had work when it came to the meeting. I couldn't go that night. 
I had no fucking plans on going. And then that night, I was just like, well, this is it. This is the night where I have to make up some bullshit just in case she texts me saying where I'm at. And then she texts me (laughs) right on cue. She's like, you're on your way, right? And I was just like, oh, shit. She's not going to let this go. And I was like, she's kind of scary. So I'm going to go because she knows where I work. (laughs) I was scary. I had long hair back then. I no, but the, the, your presence where you're just like, Grace, do you want to tell her that you could be scary? Right. That she could be scary? <laughs> I, you say scary, but she, you can be very passionate and intense sometimes. Yeah. So when you yeah. want something. Yeah. Right? Well, well Geek so it's like, hey, I'm really excited. I want you to be a part of it. I'm super excited. And then you came okay. to Geek Show. It's like, hey, I found this guy at the comic book store. He's going to come tonight. I'm super like excited about him. You're like going off and we're like, who the fuck is this bald guy over here? I wasn't bald at the time. <laughs> bald now. But I remember showing up to that meeting and everyone just looking at me. I was like, wow, they're all intense. Why are they all looking at me? You know, you know what I remember? So normally I'm a very like support I'm like I'm like the mother hen, you know. I'd be like, oh, this is the da 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 da. But I kind of just like threw you, you in with the wolves and I was like, you're not. <laughs> exactly that's what that was they're like you're like you're up yeah it's an intense silence and then john goes i'm done yeah. <laughs> and then i remember we tried doing like all those warm-up games that we do before geek show and it was like the the, the, the heartbeat one <laughs> and it's yeah like every time you feel the heartbeat you squeeze the person's hand next to you yeah. and i was like i don't what what so I, I didn't know if you just like squeeze the left and then right or you squeeze it simultaneously. So for like the first four times, I kept fucking it up. And then I think Thomas was like, all right, guys, let's concentrate because I don't know how we're messing this up. And I was just like, oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, trying to push this way back to uh, the, the the movie at hand. Yeah. It's opportunity and action, you know. So mm. eventually uh, I stuck around. I became like 3% less awkward. Uh, I made some friends. I, I, I discovered my family and now here we are yeah. uh, talking about Cusack yeah. and other things and sitting better and pooing gentle. Well, and it's I think, fantastic. I think it's like one more thing too is like, I know I knew Edu through Vanessa in a different way. And so I, mm-hmm. I kept thinking Edu was part mm-hmm. of geek show automatically and so yeah. when i had that reading and oh. both of you came i didn't realize that was the first time you two were meeting and i was like hey go have fun go hang out do all these things you're like hi i'm john hi i'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh shit that was the first time i saw him out, like off stage yeah like, and then lo and behold you guys were like the darlings of fob show so it's like because i remember edu i don't know if i've ever told you this like when i like i i set out geek show three and then i saw geek show like, did, was that officially a number or was it just game night Oh, whatever. The, the yeah. one I'm talking about. Game night. The, the one I uh, wasn't uh, participating in. I saw a Geek Show Game Night, and then I was just like, there were so many new people who I didn't know uh-huh. performing in that show. And I was just like, oh, man, there was that one piece with you and Jack and you in short shorts. And I was just like, <laughs> less, less battleships. Yeah, less yeah. battleships. And I was just sitting there. I was like, I don't know who this person is, but I, like, if I ever come back to Geek Show, I want to work with this person. Yeah. <laughs> and then like. Uh, the, the opportunity for Fob Show presented itself. And then I was just like, I, oh, cool. I hope I get to work with Edu. And then I missed one meeting and they're like, John, <laughs> you've always wanted to work with Edu. You're in a scene with Edu. I was like, awesome. They're like, by yeah. the way, you're dancing around your lips. It, originally, they pitched it to me. It's like, you're lip syncing to a song uh, by Evanescence. I was like, 
awesome. I love the Daredevil soundtrack. Oh, no. <laughs> and then somehow it evolved to, by the way, you're body rolling to the song uh, by Evanescence uh, yes. on stage with Edu. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not what I, f- oh, okay, I'm still working with Edu. And then we did it. We body rolled together and it was fantastic. And then after, like, and then COVID hit, like right after our show, clo- our show closed. And I was like, awesome. I was like, Edu was in short shorts. He was in a mesh tank top with me on stage, body rolling. It's awesome. I was like, that's, that's it. like, I was like, it's so good to know that like, that's the thing that me and Edu did this year. I was like, it's not going to get any weirder. Wow. Yeah. And then Forbidden Features happened and I saw what you did for Forbidden Features. Like, nope. He won up the body rolling. Well done, Edu. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, like, so you re- you remember the shorts that I wore for a fob show? I couldn't I can't find them. And Those like, were aggressive everyone, shorts, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. when you said that to uh one of our rehearsals too, you were just like, I have these shorts. I think I'm gonna wear them. And I was like, I have Ninja Turtle shorts. And then you showed up with your, your uh Ugh. uh how how best to say this? Mesh uh, tank top? No. No, no. The, the shorts. The, 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 the suggestive shorts. Yeah. yeah. Suggestive shorts, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were there. And every <laughs> time there were times where you'd be walking around the back and I'm like, oh, he forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, right. Yeah. Uh Bindle Smith, everybody. Yeah. Bindle Yeah. Yeah. Our home from home. You've heard yeah. this. But, but I, um, so that's how we all know each other. That's how serendipity brought us brought us all together to yeah. present yeah. this movie to you. I think absolutely because if we didn't take those like very minor steps of like, hey, let me just show up one time, we wouldn't uh-huh. be right now. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. talking yeah. about this movie that like has has affected us in certain ways that either like showed us what we thought love was supposed to be, and it was all left up to fate, or it's like this this. You know, the way that I saw, I think this time was like, um, you know, I'm not that 20 year old invested in all these things anymore. But it's also like every time I keep watching it, I always wanted to I always rooted for mm-hmm. for Jonathan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think this time for me, I was like, man, I'm more invested in their friendships. I don't care about them getting together. Yeah. This time, yeah. You know, and and just realizing like, oh. <laughs> this movie's a little bit fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I was that's like. The, that's the takeaway I had this viewing, too. First viewing, I was like, love is real. It's fucking second viewing in high school, I was like, I broke my heart. There's the name. Whoa. Please, that. Please put a bleep there. Future editor, John, if you have time. Fuck it, whatever. You know I'm so high school He's John saw was like right heartbreak, now. heartbreak. <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah. Now fucking uh, several years from from high school, I'm just like, oh shit! It's all about the friends that you have. It's all about like acting on these opportunities. So that yeah. goes back to what I said earlier of just like opportunity and action, you know. So yeah. and and taking in like every time I watch this movie, it's a different thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, so like. Uh, the first time was like yeah I, I mentioned like oh my god like like love is, yeah same as you was like oh my god I've got to find the one kind of yeah. thing the second time I was like 
what the fuck is this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not real. You're like, I'm yeah. feel-good movie. I just got my yeah. heart broken. And then you watch it, and you're like, this was the wrong choice. Yeah, this is yeah. a bad idea. Uh, and just then, like love is a bad idea. <laughs> like, like, oh, there's no such thing as, like, the, the one. You just kind of, yeah. like, you know, like, live your life and just kind of find someone. But now, yeah. when, when I see this movie, it's, it's what my key takeaway more was, like, the writing and stuff. It's like, oh, like, like they were actually, there were actually like things that they were doing that like I missed. I was like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, and it's kind, yeah. it's kind of like to uh, Grace, you were saying about like, oh, this movie's kind of fucked up because like if you think of like if you think about it, like so Kate Beckinsale's character, Sarah, she Sarah. Leaves, she leaves Lars, who's like, I mean, let's let's be real, like it, in a typical rom com, like that's the kind of character that gets you know that gets like left behind yeah, he, we already know he's gonna be the the fuck over uh, yeah. speak for yourself <laughs> but it's yeah. i mean it, it also doesn't help one of the things i love about this movie is that it absolutely does not help that um both lars and Haley are are exes in sex in the city and they both get fucked over in sex in the city almost yeah. in the same way <laughs> But you're talking so, about the actors or yeah the actors not the people the people are great yeah. but the actors yeah. and i'm like man are they constantly destined to be the cuckolds the ones who get left at like the altars and stuff and i'm like Damn. Fuck. yeah and it doesn't help that lars is uh a a touring artist playing like what, what is shanai like shanai. what He's a fucking he's he's playing world music and he's yeah. being that t- stereotypical like San Francisco like I am of the world kind of citizen yeah. and he's uh-huh. just the biggest you're yeah. just like you're a uh, you're not a jerk but you're a douche yeah it's kind of like Ugh. it's kind of like 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 even like uh uh cat who has also appeared on the show <laughs> yes. Like yeah, that's where that was where reaction to to Lars was like, Ugh. yeah. You know? But then like, and but the things uh, in contrast to like John Cusack and Haley, Haley seems to be you know like for all intents and purposes, like she seemed to be like a sweet girl. She was, you know. And then so like John C- and so like John Cusack leaves her, and so like this is where like I think like the interesting part of the writing comes in. It's like, um, it's like it kind of poses the question onto the audience is like whether or not. You believe in destiny and the one, because mm-hmm. like if you believe in destiny and the one, then everything that John Cusack did was justified because he mm-hmm. has found the one. Yeah. But then, like, if you like, don't look at it. Like, if you look at it a more, I guess, like pragmatic approach on love and stuff, you'd be like, John Cusack was a fucking asshole in this. Movie. Yeah. No, they yeah. both were. They yeah. both absolutely were, and and I think it kind of it's summed up with with Jeremy Piven's character Dean. Mm-hmm. He says this beautiful line that I love, mm-hmm. and he just he it's after they find they fly to San to Sausalito to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and see like his sister and you know, sees his sister whatever, mm-hmm. and he says maybe you're lying down here because you don't want to stand somewhere else, and I was like yeah. that's it. Like mm-hmm. even, even if it's not like destiny or whatever, it's like you don't want to be with this woman forever. Like yeah. you're you're chasing this dream girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's chasing yeah. his manic pixie dream girl, and and yeah, and I think that was the thing that like 
made me happy was that that line was there. It's like, oh, it's not always fate. Like, sometimes you just don't feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then the way it ends, it's like, no, it's fate. But it's still, like, I yeah. thought that was amazing of, like, both of them came to the realization, even without finding who this the other person was, was this just, like, this is not the relationship I want. Yeah. And that, you know, and that takes a lot, especially, like, so close, you know, hours before the wedding, a week before the wedding, and a world tour, like, yeah, you know, and all of these things. Well, that's what Kate Beckinsale said in the beginning, right? They were like, it's just a feeling. It's a feeling that you get. And <laughs> if you have these feelings, and, you know, it's cliche to say, like, listen to your gut, but sometimes you have to listen to those things. And... Um, what was the line that uh, Jeremy Piven said? He said something like, you know, if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish, foolish and stupid. stupid. Yeah. yeah. Right? And sometimes, like, I mean, I can say this for myself because when I am more foolish and stupid um, and the believing in the whole ignorance is bliss kind of thing, mm-hmm. things just happen to me naturally and it, it occurs to me like in the most way that it makes sense. And, um, you know, wow. Okay. I feel like I know what it's like to be in Bridget Monaghan's position. <laughs> I know what it's like to feel like my partner is not there. Not present, yeah. Not yeah. present. Because she said that, right? She said, um, like, <laughs> I feel like said that really somewhere. heavy sigh. Or like, yeah. 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 <laughs> she said, I feel like you haven't been here. Like you have been somewhere else for the past couple of days. Yeah. And I know what that feels like. Yeah. And Sometimes you just have to go with this feeling. And I'm not sure if they really said who called the wedding off. I, I don't remember I if. They just say it's off, but very clearly it's John yeah. or yeah. Jonathan. Okay. Yeah, it it's feels very like clearly it's Jonathan's character. Yeah. Yeah. Because like so, um, the, the, the guy fixing the chairs mentions it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were you friends with the bride? And then she left, or with the groom. Yeah, that guy was great though. He's so literal. He was just like, "What? Yes, you asked. (laughs) Yeah, you're too late. It's off." It was so good. (laughs) But you know, I I know what it feels like to feel like your your partner is not really there, and Mm -hmm. even if like all your dreams are coming to what you think is like coming true. You just kind of have to go with like these feelings and yeah. you just have to try things out. And, you know, to be fair, my partner had certain feelings and I had feelings too. And hers was more in like a relationship sense and mine was in a career sense. Yeah, so cool. I followed my feeling, which led me to where I am right yeah. now. And in a way, it's beautiful even though i had to go through a lot you know heartbreak and and trauma and like and finding who i am and what i am and honestly like if it wasn't for coronavirus locking me down for a majority of this year i wouldn't have found who i really was and what i really wanted Mm -hmm. so you know without that clarity of what you really really want then you don't have anything to shoot for. And I feel like that's something that 
that um, Jonathan and Sarah had had in their in their realms, right? They 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 looked at what they got and they went, but could there have been something else? Better, if yeah. I didn't, if I don't take this chance, am I a fool? Yeah, right. Which I think was also like mentioned in in the in the movie somewhere, right? Like taking a chance and being a fool, and yeah. and they exhausted that. They exhausted that to as much as they could. And then they still came to a decision, both of them on their own separate accord, even after receiving signs that they weren't even there for each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like every time John was trying to look for something and she wasn't there, even though he got really close. And same thing with Sarah. Yeah. They they decided, you know what, I'm just gonna let it go, but I'm still gonna make this ultimate decision that this person is not really for me. Yeah. But and see, I think happened. it's like the timing of the universe, like for, for like the movie's sake and just like grand design and serendipity and all that stuff. It's the timing that really is effective too, because like if the timing for this was a little bit off, if like say during their search where they had all those like almost meetups, like say John was still engaged, she was still with that uh musician mm-hmm. um, and Lars. They met, uh, like Lars during their, their quest <laughs> to find each other. Like say they did meet up and then they did like start making out right then and there, like as an audience and just like, we would no. instinctively know you're like, that's not right. You're still yeah. with other people, you know, but, and then even for the fact that they didn't have these signs for the universe to like reconnect with each other until after they already acknowledged that they want something more than what they already have. Yeah. Like John walked out, like, John decided to call off the wedding or John received like John was ready to quit uh, finding Sarah. And then he got and the then, book. And then he got the book, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Kate or sorry, Sarah was already on the plane ready to go back to San Francisco. And then she got the $5 bill, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's all about timing and like yeah. well, where goes- you are in your life, it's- because we've all been there where you're like, for myself, you know, like you're like as much as you want something to happen now, looking back, if you're like, if that just worked out a little bit, I was not ready for that as much as we would have wanted it. You're just like, I'm, I would have fucked that up, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think that's also the thing, the idea of like, you have to surrender to it, right? Like the whole movie, they're trying to, f- they're fighting hard to do something that's not meant to be yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And they hadn't come to the decision of like, this isn't what I want. Like, what? I think we were talking about it before. It's like once you surrender to like your own feelings, then the universe will be like, all right, well, here it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have to know what you want. And the entire time there's, there's still with those other people and they're still like, oh, I have to see if this is, if this is it. Right. Or I just mm-hmm. need to, I just need to check. They kept saying, I just need to check. And the whole time it's like, that's not what it is. It's like, you are not happy. Like mm-hmm. anything that you were doing leading up to that moment. Right. Damn, and it all happened. <laughs> well, it all happened within like a, a span of like three days, two two days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and and what super tripped me out is like she got engaged, and then they were like the wedding's next week, and I was like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> excuse me, fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? The tour. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna get married in Paris or something. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what kind of weird ass life are you living right now, where you are on completely different spectrums with your partner? The right? one with money. 
<laughs> you know, like here she is doing doing work, doing you know with people that she cares about, but he's over here mm-hmm. playing the Sanai Tara. What is it called? Shanai. Shanai. <laughs> Thank you, Edu. Thank I, I love you. when they were watching the music video, and <laughs> the, the manager was just like, "He's like Alec Guinness, Obi Wan." <laughs> He was like, does he look like he's in pain from it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just want, you know, like they're supposed to welcome me in and then usher me out. Like, where's my feast? Give me my yeah. feast. Why are they leaving? Yeah. Why are they letting me leave? I, like that character, it's such a ridiculous <laughs> so character. Good. They gave John Cusack, like, for all intents and purposes, like a pretty, like, you're, you're, you're like, why? She's fine. Like, she's good. But then you get to like her fiance, you're just like, <laughs> What the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, yeah. it's a weird, co- like, comedic beat for me. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of hate him. I think he's the worst, but he's also very funny. Like the whole proposal, where like that's there's a box, the box inside a box inside I wrote a little that box. Down. I'm like, I love that. I was like, I yeah. think that's the funniest fucking thing. I wrote that but, down and I was like, what is this box in a box in a box bullshit? What's in the box? And then there's nothing in the box. I was like, okay. I, I was like. Oh, I love that. Wow. Like, that's how I'm wrapping all of my Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. And then the fact that he comes into the room, he's just like, you gotta say yes first. I'm like, all right, so, fuck you, you ruined it. And, and then you realize it's the guy from my big fat Greek wedding. You don't even know. I fucking yeah. love it. I, I love this actor so much. I can never remember his name, though. But again, like, I loved him in, in Sex and the City. I fucking loved him in um, Northern Exposure. He was my Northern Exposure guy. Oh my like, god! I don't know him from these things. I only oh. know him as <laughs> Lars, Seren- dude, Lars from dude, Serenity. Dude, pity, dude. You guys oh, go. Shit, I'm sorry. If you guys go to the Wikipedia of Serendipity, he's not even listed what in the, the starring. Like no. you have John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale, Molly Shannon, Jeremy Piven, Bridget Monaghan, Eugene Levy, but where is the guy from My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Oh no! That's so sad. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh my god! You don't Although, even see him on here. Yeah. <gasps> Although that that scene though, that oh there uh, it is, John Cor- Corbett. There it is. What was it, Edu? No, I was saying the um, the the proposal scene, like. I remember when I was watching that's like fuck. It's so good, right? Like, <laughs> oh my god, she opens it to pedals and it's and, like this anticipation. And I was and, like, this is fucked up. Yeah, and and, and, and it's like and it ties into like the like what I was saying, like when I said like what I love the movies, the music. Like it was like Annie Lennox's rendition of Waiting in Bane. It was like, Oh my god, this song's so amazing. And like <laughs> oh my god. This song is like, beautiful too. Yeah, and then like, I watch it now. I was like, "God damn you, Lars!" And it's like that thing that's like, "Oh, like now, people like you see people in like YouTube do this as proposals. Like they they do like this whole really, thing. yeah. It's like do it's, they credit Lars. <laughs> no, oh. it's just more of like just like how like real world just uses Imitates. yeah film yeah. uses film language." To, uh, and acts it out in the real world. It's just weird. Well, I mean, this is this is our like we okay. So like a vein of this is like these are the rom coms that we grew up with. These are the gestures that we're looking for or expect from you know whatever romance or whatever mm-hmm. intimacy, right? But it's also like it's so over the top 
of yeah. like because then when he comes in with the ring and it doesn't even fucking fit her i was like you couldn't even bother oh, to figure out I her know. goddamn exactly. size exactly yeah. and that's what makes you <laughs> want to not root for these right like you need to have that element of going like i'm well, not gonna root for them not for her relationship yeah well, not for not for lars well, and sarah absolutely well oh my god when he showed up at the hotel that was so, i was <laughs> uncomfortable with that with him sleeping in the hallway waiting for her i was yeah. like she has a cell phone yeah what the thousand one i guess it's supposed to be a surprise i was just like but lars okay but no, no. Here's this other thing, right? So the whole time, the entire movie is a little bit stalkerish on John's part, right? Yeah, or on Donald's everyone's on part. They're mm-hmm. like, I met this person what several years ago. Well, the seven, the other seven, two seven, are like, oh, let's just walk around, and if he if he runs, if he us, happens, he runs. it happens. Jonathan yeah. and Dean are actively breaking laws to a point. <laughs> Yeah, they're like Bloomingdale's guy. Yeah, and I will so, buy a bunch of stuff if you take me but, to your warehouse with receipts and but, we can go well, find. Yeah, well, we we see that as a very beautiful, as you know, kind of a romantic gesture. Please find her, blah blah blah. But when Lars does it, when he says, "I called all the hotels in San Francisco to find you," went that's uncomfortable. Order. Well, he said, <laughs> "I went reverse alphabetical order," and then I yeah, went from Z. So it's yeah. weird. It but you're still, bad. you're just like not cool to look for your fiance. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like, go ahead, John. Go find this stranger. <laughs> okay, and also Eugene Levy is infinitely a, a better actor him. than Lars. I fucking okay. love Eugene. I would, I would love like the scene with uh, Jeremy Piven and Eugene Levy it's was so good. fucking great. I was like, yeah. I was like, punch him, Jeremy. Punch yeah. him. Like, like Eugene Levy was in like how like like ten minutes in this movie. Maybe yeah, less. fucking he was, stole the he movie. Bat, he was batting a hundred. like he's, oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The the clo- <laughs> that, that's why they went back to him at the closing scene. Or just yeah. like he's just like you crossed the line. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, you're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's these these funny ass moments where it's not even like the four main that you're looking at. You're just like, uh-huh. God, this writing, the way that they set this world up is hilarious, and mm-hmm. I love that it makes fun of itself. But yeah, also yeah. ultimately believes in itself, right? Because like, here's this jaded woman who used to believe in all these things, and now she's like, "I don't believe in it anymore." Let me yeah. be with my like mm. worldly musical boyfriend. And I was like, "No, you used to believe in it. What happened to you that you got yeah. jaded in San Francisco of all places to not believe in like, you know, destiny?" Yeah, I've mentioned yeah. high fidelity numerous times accidentally every time every chance i get but i wonder if john just has this thing against world music because he (laughs) no ian ian right who was just like i was thinking he's just like whatever trendy world music was in at that time Mm -hmm. and then he just all these rings and then now this uh ridiculous lars character from this movie was a a world musician music (laughs) musician or it's like man i wonder if john's like uh, as like goes up to the the the, the set and she's like I have notes or an idea for the uh, <laughs> the person who uh, will be Mute. let's make him a world musician. Yeah. <laughs> They're well, terrible. I think yeah. Also, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, continue, continue. Oh, I was just saying, like he, it's it's also kind of horrible because the whole time I was like, what kind of gentrifying asshole is this? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was just like, I like, and then they cut to his band. I'm <laughs> like. What the fuck is happening here? What are they playing? 
was rocking out on stage and I was like fucking velvet button up I'm like get the fuck out of here yeah fuck this (laughs) that's it that was like probably like like the last few years where like that sort of shit like that sort of music would be like some something that someone would go on a world tour for you know like like, thank like thank god for piracy and ruined everything (laughs) thanks Napster (laughs) Oh my gosh! <laughs> did you guys? What did you guys think of the chemistry between uh, John and Kate? Because mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of scenes in this movie with them. Yeah. The whole movie is built around they have such strong chemistry in the beginning, or their characters do at least. Yeah, that it carries with them for throughout several years. And then as an audience member, we're being like, I really hope that they reconnect because they had such good chemistry and they're right for each other. Did you guys feel I that know. like they had good chemistry on screen? Um, I I think so. I think part of it was that um the like just like that that short like their short exchange with each mm-hmm. other was like really like yeah. convincing. Like I mean the fact like he like like the, the like the lines he dishes out, like um what was the line like oh like she asked him like what's your favorite new york moment and it's like mm-hmm. oh this one's climbing the charge yeah, charge. yeah. He, no, he had some good lines i gotta say yeah i was and telling that, i was telling grace that they had that exchange at the beginning where he was just like were they both already established that they were dating other people uh-huh. and then they were saying their goodbyes and she was just like oh um yeah my boyfriend's probably doing what you're doing right now yeah. and he was just like what getting a crush on someone else's exactly. girlfriend yeah and i'm just like oh john yeah. like, god like, damn like, but also <laughs> well done yeah, yeah. <laughs> god damn like that's our reaction like damn like yeah well we've kind of seen those movies where it's like oh you get the one night right mm-hmm. you get the the one night of this whatever you want to call it relationship perfect because you know like however it's good, like a good and then that's it and you part ways right we've seen yeah. those movies of like they don't get together and mm-hmm. so i think the appeal of this one is like they they get it but they have to work for it and as you know and it's just like it's the working for it that kind of is like god damn it dude we don't want that but also i think that's like as someone who uh has been dating or trying to be (laughs) in the dating world for several years now after uh several failed relationships uh no thanks to uh high school and onwards okay. uh, fucking, i should stop talking but uh <laughs> you know like after someone who's been dating for a while or trying to date the, it's it's just the effort you know that you're like that's these true. people had one night together but they're willing to put in the effort yeah and i think you know, i think thing. that's the romantic gesture where like, you're like people keep trying like they they connect with each other so much that they're trying to find their way back to each other is that big though because it's fucking exhausting. Like, dating is exhausting. Dating is exhausting. Like, can you imagine back in the day where you didn't have instant message? Did you see the size of those goddamn cell phones in that <laughs> <laughs> Like, nobody is texting using that phone. Yeah. There's no social media. There's no way to stalk. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, no, it's hard. And- it's, yeah, and I think for me, like during that time when I was dating, during that time because I was of age to be dating an adult. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, oldest bitch in the room, what? please stand up. <laughs> but 
I, just, I remember I remember those things of like the effort was try you know like actively trying to not be seen by my parents talking on the phone mm-hmm. at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. you know and it kind of felt like that for me of like that whole exchange you know translated to now would just be the the late night text the stupid late night text you know of like what are you doing oh what's your favorite color we should ask each other questions to get to know each other you know and I felt like it was like like we were saying it's not they're not really saying things of substance but even like in their talking like they are so smitten with each other yeah and it's like you know it's 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 akin to staring at a screen like an idiot at 4 a.m. right oh they texted me back like I felt like it was like that and I was like their chemistry is whatever it needs to be but they had some good lines and they're very upfront which I appreciated of like Mm -hmm. we are with other people we know that something is happening with us now but it cannot be yet Mm -hmm. and I thought that was I that I always felt was like the epitome of this movie of like if you meet someone and it's not meant to be maybe down the line. And I think that's the thing where I'm kind of like, mm, sometimes it's not down the line, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, it gives you that hope of like, you know, all mm-hmm. of us have had our whatever, whatever's and our like love doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Or like the love that I thought existed is, does not exist for me. Right. That sure. was mine for several years. And then, like blindsided, blind, blindsided. Blind, I can't say word. <laughs> blindsided. Thank you. Hi, I'm an English learner. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's stuff like that where you like when when you finally again the idea of like when you are patient and you surrender, then someone shows up, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> like everyone, like. Oh. But I think that's what comes up for the movie. It's just like Sorry, wow. I'm not laughing at you. No, no, no. That's fine. But it it and I go back to Edu where it was like, oh, this is it. This is amazing. This is, you know, and then like a few years later, it's like, what's this bullshit? Yeah. What are the lies you fed me? You know? Mm-hmm. But coming back to it now, as you know, as adults, as the four of us are in this room right now speaking about it, like it, it hits us in certain ways and it entertains us. Mm-hmm. I think it brings back a lot of like, huh what would have been, what could have been, and what is happening now. And I think, like, mm-hmm. you know, this movie, I think this movie, the serendipity of that is that this movie finds us at different times in our lives to remind us of something. Because for me right yeah. now, it reminded me of, like, oh, yeah, keep your friendships, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. help yeah. people, talk to people. Because, yeah. you know, 12, 11, nine months into this quarantine, I've seen, like, yeah. a total of how many, right? Yeah, we have 36 more months, so it's fine. <laughs> But my my big takeaway from this movie, it was that um, friends are important. Like the Piven fucking Cusack relationship oh, is like so good to me. Yeah. That bromance was great. Like I, I remember watching that in high school, watching it now. That's the one thing that has been unchanged for me because like I didn't grow up with a lot of friends. So it was all, always that thing for me. It was like, I wish... I had a friend like that who knows me so well and who at the end of the day is willing to go on this crazy adventure with me and willing to enable all of my bullshit because that's what Jeremy Piven did. You know, he's like, he's such a good friend. And then the second thing that like, I really took uh, like out of this movie is just like, we talked about it earlier, but it was just like the timing of it. It was just like, if it's not right yet, it's just the universe is just like, it's not right yet. Like I've hopped back and forth, like on my belief of like, 
destiny and the one but like you know if it's like the person i'm dating now like we met several years ago at like a community college we've talked several like we've had different jumps from like we would talk pass back a few years and then like i'm I'm probably i'm really uh, absolutely a thousand percent fucking this up uh several uh drinks in but it was always that thing where it was just like we would connect, reconnect, lose touch, connect, and then we we realized that we were like there was a lot of near misses like in our uh, meetups and connections and relationships and like talking points at uh, throughout the years. But it was like looking back at it now, I'm just like if I would have gotten her gotten together with her at this point, at mm-hmm. this point, or at this point. I would have fucked it up a thousand percent, mm-hmm. you know? So and looking back in hindsight, you're just like, thanks universe. Yeah. I probably <laughs> saved me there. I'll, I'll talk about it more in depth in a future episode. <laughs> I'm sure. Sorry. Um, sorry, Mimi, but it's oh. going to be in a future episode. Uh, a thousand percent, probably the high fidelity one. So look out for next season. Well, I, I think but, you're also missing like part of, part of your narrative was you guys took a picture without even knowing it and then rediscovered that picture. So there's that narrative part of the story too, John, that I was always. Yeah, like. that's true. So for, okay. So for people who don't know, or everyone who's, who doesn't know me because that's everyone who doesn't know this story. Uh, we met in city college and then uh, we were talking and then we were just talking about Halloween one year. And then we were talking about our, our favorite Halloween costumes. Uh, and during this conversation, we talked about this one night where she said she saw like the entire, like, well, four of the Ninja Turtles just being very drunk and being very ridiculous. And I was like, awesome. I've been to a club that sounds like that. We were dressed like Ninja Turtles. And then she went through her uh, photo bucket at the time, because that's what you use to host (laughs) pictures uh, during this time. And we found a picture of me dressed as a Ninja Turtle, her in her Halloween costume, four years before we ever met in class. So it's just little things like that, near misses. And uh, I'm, again, still probably telling this story very poorly. But you know, no, I get it. I see it. <laughs> so, so yeah, guys. So, what were your guys take take like big takeaways from this this movie? Well, I think it's like part of it is like what Grace was saying about you know um, surrender, not necessarily to like um, like oh surrender so that you can find love, but just like letting life happen and not mm. trying to like force force things onto yourself you know um mm-hmm. yeah just like uh sometimes like things don't work out and that's okay mm-hmm. you know and you just, you just gotta like kind of have to learn with like the decisions that we make and hope that the things that we did are like meaning like when we look back are meaningful to us and not doing things that we you know like we just forced ourselves into it. It's like, oh my god! I like I forced myself into this relationship, but then like I was just unhappy the entire time, you know. Uh, and I mean, and that's why like uh, in the uh, uh, when Jeremy Piven gives uh, John uh, John the the obituary, like he like he says about like the, like the Grecians, like I only had didn't have obituaries. They only had one. Th- they only asked one thing. Yeah. It's like, did he ha- did he have passion? Mm. And that's kind of the thing, like you know, that's like fucking great. Yeah, like they, they gave Jeremy Piven all like a lot of the best lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's, for me, he's like the best character. Yeah, 
Yeah. Th- that's why I was telling Grace, um, this is one of my favorite like John Cusack movies, but this is one of my favorite rom-coms because like in the criteria that I've presented uh, during this podcast, it hits pretty close to like my John Cusack bingo where it has John Cusack yelling in terrible weather. Mm-hmm. It has Jeremy Piven. It has him uh, just being very charming. The only thing missing is uh, Joan Cusack, but otherwise this is like prime best John Cusack mm-hmm. uh, because it's just jo- him and Piven are just fucking great together. Well, I mean, they did get a Joan right? jo- Cusack lookalike in Molly Shannon. So yeah, oh, I was yeah. just like, just, <gasps> if that that's what made me mad. Are you kidding me? They got Joan Cusack in John Cusack. That fucking open mouth, dead like look, <laughs> dude. Come on! I saw Joan so many times. I as I sit my old fashioned. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. What was your favorite part, or what was your big takeaway from this movie, Raisa? Oh man, my big takeaway is it's more self reflecting that. <sighs> You just got to let things be, you know, mm-hmm. not put too much pressure on things because what what my takeaway was every time that Sarah and John put so much pressure into trying to see if this thing was really a thing, it just pulled them apart even more. And we saw that as the movie progressed, right? Like they were so close at the Waldorf Astoria and then it just kept pulling them apart even more as they tried and tried and tried. And we even got, this is the beautiful thing about the writing in this movie that Molly Shannon, her character was a direct link to the bride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was a direct link, but the movie didn't go in that direction. It didn't take us to like having Sarah right there to yeah. witness the wedding. It it didn't take us in that direction. It was just a tease. It was like the ultimate tease to be like, this is it. The connection is going to happen. And then it, it never went that way. And that yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful how it always kept us on this, on the edge of our seat but it never gave us the satisfaction until we, as the audience, decided we're going to let it go. Yeah. But we have even the smallest bit of hope that maybe something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> my facial expressions for this was very prominent. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you see yeah, your... How were you able to see your own face? Yeah, were you like... Were you on Twitch watching this while this is happening? Like, how? I- okay, okay, I'm gonna come out with it. Well, I decided to watch this movie through streaming with somebody that I really enjoy their company, and I thought that it would be a great moment to just, you know, like talk about this kind of stuff and connect. And, um, yeah, uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, it's a, of just of just how. You know, this is how it is in quarantine ah, to have okay. any type of a connection is is through, you know, screen at this point. Yeah. So, you know, quarantine has put us in this position where we can't like really be with one another. So I thought this might be a great way to connect and to hang out. And like my, <sighs> were we talking about takeaways? Yes. So my major takeaway from this movie was to just let it happen 
right? Mm -hmm. And the more that you force things, and I've done this before, I've forced in a way, in a sense, like my engagement with my ex, in a way I forced my communication with my other ex Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. So now I'm trying something different where I'm just like, you know what, let's let the universe take hold of what it is. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, then that's okay, you know? So um, I actually keep a plant with me. It's my, uh, and Grace, you've seen this plant. Yeah. It's my avocado plant that died. But I, I keep it as is, as a reminder of like, it's okay to let things die. It's okay that things don't work out. And that you'll live on and you'll move on. And then there are other things that are going to come into your life that are going to give you joy, which are the other plants that I have, including my Christmas tree that smells fucking amazing every time I come into my room. And it just it just gives me a sense that, you know, like, like, don't lose hope, don't lose faith, but also know exactly what you want. Because when you tell the universe exactly what you want, especially if it's word for word, and you're willing to give up everything that you have thought about in the past, like all of your beliefs and all of like your hopes and dreams of being with that person. (laughs) It's okay. You, yeah. When you let that go and you're like, you know what, this is exactly, this is what I want. And mm-hmm. if and I'll be real, right? At that time when I was making this list, I was thinking this person that I want is gonna magically become this person with all of the attributes that I have stated. And what came out of it was actually something infinitely better because mm-hmm. um and and you know, this movie was talking about signs and listening to them and, and and going with the flow, right? So somebody who had made this necklace that I wear day in and day night, the only time I take it off is when I'm taking a shower. But um, this person who made this necklace for me, and she does custom pieces, she was like, this, this necklace that I made you, it's I've engraved like a fire in it to represent the fire and the passion that is in your heart about the work that you do and what you want in life. And she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to include an angel number in it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you know what it is. So mm-hmm. I told her, you know, I told her the story about this person that I wanted and whose affection that I'm trying to get. And she told me, well, you know what? let it go. And maybe you're going to get this person, but plus plus. And throughout the like entire month or two that I've gotten this necklace, I have been hearing that like, you're going to get blank plus plus. Hmm. So I gave that I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to put it on the podcast because you know what, it's, it's good that you put it into the universe, honestly. But I was sitting on my bed and I asked God, and I've done more prayer during coronavirus than ever in my life. But I asked God, I was like, God, 
give me a sign. Tell me that this person is thinking about me, that that she wants me, that she wants to communicate with me. Like, just like give me something to communicate because that's what I need. I need communication as a human being, as a Gemini. <laughs> and twin ass. Mercury, yeah. you know what I mean? And 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 I and then um a minute later I just listened to my inner being and what I heard was a voice that said Brysa, let it go and tell me what you really want. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna let it go. I'm just gonna like let that thing fly away and Edu, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but you were right. There. I know. I know, I know. You you listened to the soapbox speech about how I wanted this person, right? Mm-hmm. You saw yeah. Bryce. <laughs> I, Bryce, I think we've I'm all gonna, heard a version no, of that speech. I'm going to say it straight up. Yeah. We played Among Us before Among Us was even popular. So fuck all of you bitches out there. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 Like Columbusy of you. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're, we're gonna dial it back. But anyway, yeah, it sounds like like eight percent. Eddie was there when I had proclaimed this speech, but. This person like changed my mind about this, like getting something even better than what you expected or what you wanted. So I, I had to do my own digging. I had to search within myself and exactly what I wanted. And I had this entire list and I had mentioned it to you. I'm not going to say it out to the entire world, but I mentioned it to you guys earlier about what my chief aim was. And so far, like everything has been coming together. Mm-hmm. And and it's because I decided to let it go, mm-hmm. let go of all of my expectations, to let go of everything that I like, that I thought I wanted, and just let the universe bring to me what it thought seemed fit for mm-hmm. Ritha at this moment. And I I am happier than I have ever been in my life. I've been. Like moving in a direction where I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a fucking producer. I fund my own motherfucking projects. I like am able to create in the way that I want to. And I'm able to collaborate with people that I want to collaborate. And not only that, but I have a season two coming up for Radio Bassa, which is amazing to me because I thought... Truly, guys, and Grace, you were there. You were there because we had a Kai Kai or a Kiki, whatever you want to call it. No, 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 get those words correct, bitch. <laughs> I, I am those not. words correct. <laughs> we spoke to each other, woman. We did. We did. We, it, what is it, Ben? What is it? For oh, are you doing that? For all the I'm non. Right, I'm all right. I'm all right. Is it a Kai Kai? Is it a Kiki? Just talk, just talk. But we we had a we had a talk and you know it just um it just put things into perspective for me like this is where I'm going, this is the path I'm choosing, I'm gonna go for it, and if if these people are not with me, then they ain't with me, you know? Um but I'm gonna Marissa. For those people who, for the listeners who don't know what Radio Basa is, please explain what that is so they can yes. subscribe to it or 
whatever it is people do for our podcast because clearly I don't know. Yeah. So please explain yeah. Radio Boston to people. <laughs> so I haven't plugged you at all this since. Yes, yeah, so Radio Bot you have actually, but Radio Bata <laughs> is a, um <laughs> is a, what I like to call a radio play because I like to I'm a very vintagey kind of person, so I'm bringing the audience back to a time where we didn't rely on visuals, but we actually made connections between our memories and sound to create these vis- visual cues for each other. So I'm, I've worked with artists like Rizal Adanza, Lauren Garcia, Ed Mabasa. Hmm. Um, Ed. And we, we've, put, um, we've put their plays, their short like 10 to 15 minute plays um, together to create a radio drama. So um, we're, I'm actually going to, I'm going to plug this in, Grace, but I'm going to put uh, Blood Moon, which was originally a Stories High play and i'm going to transform that into a radio play version in fact i want to go beyond that so it's not just a radio play but i want to create an animatic for it so Mm. um and and it it utilizes talent from bindlestiff studios um so we're gonna have some voice acting but edu um if you're still interested i would love to have you as like an editor and get your get your input on it because i think you're an amazing human being um so (laughs) and john actually is one of the voices for one of the first animatics that i've created which is still in production but we're getting very close to the very end here so um it's it's my way of healing our community. It's my way of healing myself. It's my way of seeing what my purpose, my true purpose is here in life. And um, just to provide opportunities for us um, during a time where we can't physically be together and perform live on stage. So, you know, we do it through digital. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh. And if you've been listening for a while, listeners, we have yeah. plugged every single. <laughs> yeah, every single. Yes. Radio <laughs> radio 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 yeah. uh, Edu, anything you want to plug or just talk about for a few minutes? Uh, well, I have nothing to plug, but I do have something to add to what Risa has just mentioned, like uh, about um, finding, because like you were mentioning, uh, you're telling about the story about finding like a plus plus version mm. but i think um what you really found wasn't necessarily like a plus plus version of that person but rather a plus plus version of yourself which is how you're doing all these amazing things like radio basa and all that stuff and so i am very excited to see what you come up with next so yeah that's Ooh. awesome <laughs> yeah let's do something together that's um you know during this time where our minds can really go to different places. Sometimes art is the most effective way to heal, to even bring us out of our current situation for even five minutes. And that's why even this podcast is doing so much for people. You know, for me personally, it's taken me out of like anxiety and stress and like worrying about like, like, all the other things, you know, um, it's it's taken me out of it and it's put me into a position where, yeah, I can hang out with my friends and listen to what they think, especially the 2012 episode. I was like, Grace, mm-hmm. I am never watching that. 
<laughs> because because um it 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 just made me think about like there are other things in this life to think about too, you know, like and serendipity also did that for me. It made me just let go of yeah. all of the worries and all of, and forcing things to happen so much and just let it happen and see what what each day comes up with and it, it's it's just brought me to a better place so i i thank cusack to the future i thank Aww. you guys for being there as friends to just you know like go oh look at this, this is happening in my life and and you guys have just been there every step of the way to laugh at me. <laughs> so I love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, well, Marissa, I love you too. That's awesome. I love you too. We love you. And of course, we've all enjoyed this Kiki, bitch. It's oh, Kiki. Okay. Kai Kai means something else. Yeah. Just for the record. For, <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just making it clear. Um... <laughs> But before we completely close out this episode of Cusack to the Future, the, I almost said Serenity now, Serendipity episode, uh, and for season one of Cusack to the Future, there is one thing that I wanted to talk about from this movie that I don't think we touched on yet, and it is when Cusack and uh, Beckinsale reconnected at the end, uh, John Cusack is laying on the, uh, on the ice skating rink holding his his half of the glove and what i can only assume mm. happens next is kate beckinsale just yeets that <laughs> <laughs> the other glove beautifully other right glove. on top of him from 50 feet away yeah so she had to yeet that really hard yeah, because yes, it is absolutely. weather it is winter wind so it gently falls to him absolutely. and again that sh- that sums up the fucking shit we've been talking this episode <laughs> whereas beautiful and as things happen opportunity and action if kate beckinsale didn't just yeet that fucking glove into the middle of the rink none of this would be possible this would less be less romantic so again uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you to uh, Risa and Edu for coming to hang out with us uh, for this episode. Thanks to every single one of you guys for listening yeah. for the episodes that you guys did for this episode for the season. Thank you so much. We very much appreciate it. Uh, we're very excited for the next season. We have High Fidelity coming up next week. Wow, how I, the oh, fuck, dude? Oh my I, god! Oh, is that, is this a surprise? Spoiling our own episodes, man. Well, that's what I do. Spoiler alert: Bill Berg used to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wait, 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 Thank you so much, guys. Grace, do you have anything else to say to close out this Man, season? Be safe. Be with friends and family as much as you can. In the most safest way. Happy holidays from all of us to all of you. And happy new year. I'm just ready for 2021. Hell and to keep yeah. staying in my house. So <laughs> go get those vaccines That's- if you can get them. Yo. Yo. Love, 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 love. Much love. Guys, anything else you wanted to say before we close out the season, the episode, the year? Oh, I have a theme song for Cusack to the Future. It just really? Goes, oh. it just, <gasps> Please. No, it just goes, Cusack to the Future. That's it. That's all, all I right. have right now. Oh. And then cue Grace doing <laughs> the, the... There <laughs> it is. 
Yeah. Bye, guys. See you Bye. next year. Bye. Bye. You sack to the future. <laughs>